0: This is Leslie, Thinking Upwards. Welcome to the Walnut Women podcast. You know, right thinking about God leads to right living. Join our conversation as we discuss various topics through a biblical lens and a Christ-centered worldview. We hope the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit will help you live out gospel-transformed lives for the glory of God. In this episode, we discuss why it is important for Christians to have a biblical worldview. Today, Katie Lee, Alice Chin, and Meryl Lu join me as we share how the Word of God is the foundation of all truth, transcending time, culture, trends, and all other beliefs. This is the Walnut Women podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, So before we begin, I just wanna introduce all of our participants today. And if you can share a little background information about um, your families and introduce them to us. And I can start, I'm Leslie Ho and I've been married to Darren for 10 years this year. And we have three kids, Abby, Eve, and John and their ages are six, four, and one and a half. And Meryl, you can go next.
1: I'm Meryl and I'm married to Hanley and we've been married for nine years and we have two kids Haley and Micah. is um, two and a half, and Micah is almost three months. Okay, I'll go next.
2: Um, my name is Alice. I'm, a, I'm married to Ray Raymond Chin, and uh, we've been married for 22 years. Incredible, 22 wow. years. We have two boys, or I should say two growing young men, uh, Joshua and Josiah. Joshua is a going to be a freshman in college and Josiah is going to be a junior in high school and I forgot how old they are.
3: (laughs) Hey I'm Katie Lee I think I'm the winner here. I uh, have been married to Mike for 35 years. We have three grown children and of course two, two very lovely cutest babies in the world, two cute (laughs) uh, granddaughters. Um, Eight months Eight months and six
0: months.
2: Mm.
0: Both girls. Thanks for sharing. So I just wanted to throw this question out and ask you guys if you have any thoughts of how the Bible should be, what the role the Bible should play in our own lives as Christians and how important is that for us? So um, I'll go ahead and start and ask Meryl.
1: Okay, so I think first, If I'm going to go first, then we have to talk about, like, what is a biblical worldview, right? So biblical worldview is basically how we're going to see the world through the lens of the Bible. Um, I think as a Christian, this impacts the way, not only the way that we think, but the way that we respond and the way that we answer to things and our actions, and including the way we feel about things. You know, the Bible talks a lot, not only about, like, what we should do, but it also talks about who we should be. And so, like you were saying, our society today, it does tend to reject this idea that we should be ruled or controlled by this absolute truth. Um, but I think as believers, if we come from the perspective that God created everything and he has the right to define his creation, then we have to subject ourselves to the fact that this creator has an absolute truth for us. And this creator is gonna tell us the boundaries of things and we have to live by those boundaries. Um, so that's my first take at it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with what Mary just shared because to me, biblical worldview is only can be well, developed and grow to, you know, in my personal opinion. That we have to first of all have to identify ourselves as the believers of Jesus, as a Christians. And so that we can embrace um, this idea of, of biblical worldview in our life, you know, every aspect of our life. So to me, um, yes, we we must have um, uh, God's word as the foundation, you know, um, and in our daily living, in our understanding, so that our trust, our belief in God's word, in who He is as as our God. Uh, we because our faith and trust in him will be able to develop that value system in our life and our value system in turn will um, define and uh, drive you know the decisions and the actions uh, that we will make you know what we will do so I think that is important for um, yeah for uh, believers to have that biblical, biblical worldview and as you all shared earlier because now we're bombarded constantly you know by this non-biblical worldview, you know, just look at around us. you know, from TV, film, music, newspapers, magazines, and books, even academia, you know, we, we're living this in a pretty much selfish and fallen world, you know, and um, the idea just continuously, you know, uh, seduce us, you know, and to feed on our own selfish desires. So we really have to um, um, have a good foundation of, uh, you know, uh, of God's word that drives us to make decisions that, that basically you know um that fits in that biblical worldview um in our daily life
3: you know the person that i think about in the bible that exemplifies to me someone who is being and living the biblical worldview is daniel Mm -hmm. uh you know he was captured into the babylonian um exile Mm -hmm. and in a pluralistic society no other jewish religion was uh, uh worshiped there and but because of his faith in God, he kept to who he was mm-hmm. and the decisions that he made no matter what happened to him. I mean, mm-hmm. we all know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And I, how did he make that decision? Like, I would say, no, I, th- I think I, I would succumb to pressure. Mm-hmm. But because of his biblical worldview, knowing who God is and know who he is, yeah. Yeah. that he faced, he he, 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 he was willing to face death. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, to live out who he was and who God is.
2: Mm. And
3: even in the face of opposition, nobody with him, everybody against him, yet he was able to live that way because he had that biblical worldview. Mm. So when I think about biblical worldview, I think about Daniel and many other characters in the Bible, persons that God gives us examples of. And he is definitely one that stands out to me.
0: Yeah, I think, Meryl, what you said about um, God being the creator of everything and how he has the authority to ordain life. And therefore, it is wise if we pursue what his plan was when he created it and what his will and his desires are for us. And I think now as we see that people's own, ideologies and convictions and what they think is true it's all based on something that is fleeting and it's Mm -hmm. not lasting Um, it's based on emotions or it's based on things they see in our society or it's based on trends and those things come and go and really in the span of our life we're just living in a small scope of like God's entire plan And I mean, even scripture says um, that God's word is the only sure foundation that will stand forever. And it goes across time. And that is the only thing that is unchanging God's Mm -hmm. word. And if we were to put our hope or conviction on anything else, like our foundation is not going to stand. So I think um, just kind of emphasizing that God is the creator of all, and he's the author of all life, Mm -hmm. um, that it would be wise if we were to just seek his will.
1: I think it's hard, though, because I think in our society, like, we don't feel validated by our creator. We feel validated by Mm -hmm. what other people are telling us. And I think that's where, like, like, culture is a big shaper of our worldview and how culture, like, Dictates a lot about how we, what the things we choose to say or even how we choose to act, and mm-hmm. even as believers, right? C- culture yeah. influences a lot, and I think it's so hard to have a biblical worldview because even like when Katie, you're talking about Daniel, um, i was just thinking about like how much devotion he had, like how mm-hmm. he would open the windows and he would pray, even though he knew that that would like cost him his life, and how he was like so steadfast, you know, and I think in our society today we don't have that kind of steadfastness like it's so easy for us to get distracted and to um and to have so much information at our hands but to not really think about it or to not really distill it through um the bible and to just accept things the way Mm -hmm. it is um but i think to have a biblical worldview requires a lot of work it requires us to to think and to do a lot of hard work and to to look for what the Bible is saying about things that may it may not be explicitly talking about, but it does address and it does give a framework or a guideline for.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, um, Alice, do you have any thoughts?
2: Yeah, I just you know keep on going back to what we're and just like, like Mira really just uh, hit home with. You know, again, you know, just looking around us, even myself, sometimes I feel that I can so easily get distracted and ha- I have to be intentional, have to choose to be intentional, um, spending time in God's word. Because again, my mirror was saying that we yes, we we um believe that God is our creator, he created each one of us, you know. So we we will um um believe in the door, uh the wheels that he has for us, the purpose that he has for each one of us. But we, but even before I can come to really accept that and embrace that i have to know that i have to accept that god is my creator he's one who gave who gives me life and um not only that but his heart is for me uh to be good to be eternally good eternally with him you know and i think that i have to have that right mindset about who he is um you know and that right mindset will enable me to uh form that the biblical worldview, to be able to interact with this world that around me, you know, uh, through the lens of God's word. And most of all, his heart. But his heart is, again, is for me to be good, eternally good, eternally with him forever, to be more like his son Jesus. So I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, when I read God's word, I can experience his heart. I I just love um, being to know who he is and his heart for me. And I can only do that. I can only uh, feel that and do so uh, if I read his word more intently, you know, with intentionality. So,
3: you know, much of what Jesus says is very countercultural. You know, Mm we, we just finished studying Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think our world um, looks at very things in a practical way, and we can Mm -hmm. fall into that easily as well. Like, well, that works, so why not Mm-hmm. But Jesus talks about a lot of things that are very countercultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the the Good Samaritan story that we all know. Like, well, yeah, I don't want to help that person. Well, that makes sense because I don't want to get involved. I don't get in trouble. I don't get, you know. But Jesus says it's totally opposite of what often the world thinks. Right. And so sometimes these uh, the biblical worldview doesn't make sense mm-hmm. in our world's view. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we kind of really have to. Like Meryl said, you have to think. You to say, well, yeah. what does the Bible say? Yeah, yeah, that works. And that might feel good. And that might even produce results. But mm-hmm. maybe that's not God's way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband and I have been reading uh, Proverbs. And sometimes mm-hmm. you think of Proverbs as just rules and morals. You know, do this, don't do that. But actually, when we read it, it's like, this is the biblical worldview. You know, This mm-hmm. is the way you handle mm-hmm. money, the way you treat yeah. your wife, your children. I mean, this is the biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. in the practical way, but it shapes the way that you mm-hmm. live in the way that you think. So it's not always just what is practical, what
0: works, but it's wow. really God's wisdom.
2: That's
0: mm. right. Yeah. So um, Alice, do you have any um, tangible examples of how we can equip ourselves with mm. the word of god and how you know raising our kids i know you have two boys who are still growing but yeah you have any uh, <laughs> advice or just from your experience of how we can equip ourselves even mm.
2: as parents yeah i think that again um uh, this um performing a biblical worldview and growing um, in, in, the, in the children's heart, I think that uh, it's something that very precious to all the parents. And um, because our boys, um, you all know that they, um, they went to uh, public school for a little bit and then we start homeschooling them. And many people ask us why we did that, you know? And um, um, because Ray and I, we believe that, you know, um, the character education and having the children to uh, grow um, in God's word—it's way more um, important than you know the success that they might have, you know, in the regular school. And we do see that in regular public school or even private school, they have very well, very good structure for the learning and everything. But when we were teaching them at home, we were able to shape them and really provide for them that spiritual education—that um, you know that you know, that they would not be able to have if they would go to a regular school. So we always, um, but you no, know, but during this process, you know, I always wondered, you know, whether I taught them enough, you know, like, you know, in terms of academic, you know, the materials, and then are they able to uh, have, did they meet the standard of, of being, you know, promoted to a next grade, and um, but I'm always reminded, even Ray, you know, he would remind me, and say, this is the journey of faith. God would use this Journey to not only grow our boys but also grow as parents. Like Katie said earlier, you know, what's the best for our children? Like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't know what the future holds for them. But if we do our best to give them that fostering environment for them to, you know, to really root themselves in God's Word, and now we see the uh, the results. Like the you know, where when they have to face a decision making process, they they will go always go back to the Word, the Bible and to ask you know what god what do you say about this you know and my friend says these but says this but god what do you say about this issue here what should i do you know what direction should i head to so they would just go to um, god's word and and that automatically just kind of helped them to interact with this world already you know whether their relationship with their friends and they would share with their friends why they would make decisions such as this, like totally opposite to what other friends would do. And, you know, amazingly, you know, um, their friends just say, oh, yeah, you know, it actually makes sense. And they first heard it, they were like, oh, why would you say that? But later, through more discussion, that they were able to understand why, the, you know, uh, my boys would make decisions such as that. So it's just, again, it's uh, actually the uh, tangible examples happening in everyday life in everyday life. And that's how we're supposed to have, uh, have that kind of mindset and continue to develop that biblical worldview. Yeah.
1: I think something, I know you guys do it in your household, Alice, is that you guys have a lot of conversations with your boys about like the things that they're going through and like yeah. mm-hmm. what they're thinking about this world. And I think that's one of the key things about developing a biblical worldview is being able to uh, ask questions and to talk about it with people. I think that really helps your boys, um, talk to their friends too, because it gives them like a, like almost like practice, you know, mm-hmm. like
2: yeah.
1: when you guys talk about it, you guys talk about, well, what do you about think about this and that? And I think that's, that's something that hopefully, I don't know, we could emulate as we grow our families. Cause I think that's really key in helping your kids not only know what's right, mm-hmm. but to think about why is this right, or mm. why why are my friends doing this, or why am I going to be different in this way? So.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah. One of the things, uh, important things to talk to your kids about, uh, or even talk to your friends about, is what movies or yeah, they exactly. are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, come out with movies, oh, that was a really good movie. Go, what's good about right. it? Right, exactly. You but, you know, because a lot of times these movies do shape our worldview and our thinking. You know, I read mm-hmm. that I read that uh, when Bambi came out, you know Disney's Bambi, <laughs> it really shaped uh, uh, anti-hunting propaganda. <laughs> mm. It wasn't intentionally, mm. but people were all of a sudden like enraged about hunters because they're mm. killing the cute, ba- you know, Bambi. Mm. So, you know, you think the stories are innocent or they tell a good story, but it just really shapes your mind the way you right. think too. I think that's those are important conversations to have. Mm-hmm. Um, even just with your peers, you know, when you come out of a movie, mm-hmm. how is it shaped yeah. the way that you think? Are uh, you right. might be falling into something that was maybe even unintentional in the in the uh the movie makers, but it certainly gave a certain message, right? That mm-hmm. you sort of like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's bad to kill Bambi, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. Every kind of input into your eyes or your mind is shaping yeah. you, a subconscious in a subconscious mm-hmm. manner. And I just have to throw it out there, even though I love Disney movies, <laughs> I can see how if that is a person's first access to what is love, then mm. for a long time people might believe the greatest love you can find on this earth is true romance but romance is not even is not higher than um agape love god's Mm -hmm. love shown to us and so i totally agree that everything that is coming in at us is transforming us and we need to really know measure it up to see if it um is in line with god's word or if it's going to cause us to go on a path away from god Mm -hmm. but um yeah just to finish what you were um, sharing, Alice, is I, I, we've known your family for over a decade and just watching the process of you parents, your boys has, it's been a blessing for us now Mm -hmm. as we have our own kids and they're beginning to be of school age and I really see how you took your authority as their spiritual guardians, not just their physical guardians, but their spiritual guardians, and it was just really evident to see how you and Ray have raised your boys, and, you know, we really, um, are blessed by this, uh, example for us, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so I think that's just God's grace and faithfulness, um, to allow you guys to grow and to be stretched, and for us to see that as well, it is, uh, truly a blessing
2: mm, that is good and I'm, I'm so thankful that we have the community all you guys to walk together you know yeah it, 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 it does help when you have you know people that share the same faith walk together you know yeah
0: okay Katie do you have anything else to add to our discussion about why it is important for um, Christians to pursue a biblical worldview
3: You know, I heard recently in a sermon um, that when we're talking about evil in the world, um, that inside each one of us as sinners, if we were given license to do evil, we would. Mm. (laughs) And unless that we have a guided, unless we're guided by a different worldview, which is the biblical worldview, instead of the worldly and our sinful natural desires. Um, just a, a really silly example is that you know recently we got some takeout right from a restaurant <laughs> and you know you order on the app you pay and everything and then they set your order on the table outside so you don't have to see anybody and you know everybody's order is there so there are like five six different orders there and the immediate thought is oh I can take somebody else's order
2: <laughs> with mine too it's <laughs> like two
3: orders <laughs> So, you know, I'm thinking, man, that is that is a sinful heart that that thought even comes in. And so if we didn't have a biblical worldview, like, what would stop us from doing many different things that are, mm-hmm. that are wrong? That maybe the world doesn't consider evil, but it's certainly right. evil in God's eyes. I think that's why it's important to follow in what God says in his wisdom, and that there are consequences to what we do, and having that biblical worldview— allows us to make the decisions that are right according to God's ways, and then we will be blessed. If we think, oh, I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. according to whatever I think is right, then we may, we'll definitely go down the wrong way and end up with these consequences as well. So yeah, I, I think having that biblical worldview to shape your thinking, and then when those moments come up, then immediately you think, okay, that's not a biblical worldview. You know, I I need to think according to, act according to what God has said in his word.
0: Mm. Amen. So Katie, you've been a Christian for a number of years. What are some ways that you have found have helped you develop and support your growth in just having your foundation on God's word?
3: You know, um, I think going through trials, definitely, Mm -hmm. where you have to Mm -hmm. choose. uh, You're going to follow God or not. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And those trials are necessary in our lives. And um, those trials are necessary for us. I mean, God knows already where our heart is. But God gives us those trials for us to then choose. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes we choose right. Sometimes we choose wrong. But as we choose and the Holy Spirit prompts us, then um, I begin to say, oh yeah, that, that, that made me feel guilty. That was not a right decision. That the Holy Spirit and the conscience uh, in me would say that was not the right way. That was not according to God's way. Next time I would choose better. I think through trials, uh, decision-making, seeking God's will and um, allowing God to lead us in making those decisions really is a long-term journey you, you just don't get that overnight you really don't i mean even if you memorize the whole bible it is still from your experience where you actually have to choose
2: mm-hmm. you know
3: even jesus learned obedience mm-hmm. through his sufferings so it's kind of like that i mean not that jesus learned obedience he, he acted in obedience uh, in suffering yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know in the same way that we uh we, for us, would be learning to obey through hard trials and sufferings and challenges that God gives us in our lives.
2: Yeah, I agree with Katie because when um, Leslie was asking that question and as Katie was sharing, my mind started turning because I just realized that, you know, all the trials that God put us through, put me through, you know, is an opportunity for me to exercise my spiritual muscles to trust him because every time when trial comes, you know, I only have two ways, right, need to um, either trust him or does not trust him, right, just one way or the other, and, you know, you know, there's a, a, a saying that practice makes perfect, <laughs> so every time when the trial comes, I see it as, like, a practice opportunity, <laughs> so that every time when I have to face uh, such a trial, and I will practice my faith in the Lord, and every time when I choose, like, please, so when I choose right, how do I know I choose right? At the moment, I don't know. Even three years down the road, I don't know, but we have to faithfully trust and follow. And when I see that, oh yeah, God has really, uh, you know, poured out his blessings upon me because I made the right decision to obey him and follow him. And with that, uh, witnessing his blessings, and that enables me to continue to make the right decision based on, the, uh, based on his word. So it's a again like I said, practice makes perfect, and a, you know we're not perfect beings. The Lord god gives us opportunity to practice and continue to trust Him with trials. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, Katie. I I think that the trials reveal the amount of faith and belief that you actually hold to in what you know of God's word, and you know if you've been in the church for a big portion of your life, you do know God's word in your mind, but it has to reach from your mind into your heart, and when the trials come, it really exposes, and is shaking you to see how grounded, how much belief and faith um, we have put in the word of God, and and just trust, knowing that this is his goodwill, and it's a test, so I think that's really, really, um, Good that you brought that up. Do you guys have any other comments or points that you wanted to share? Okay, um, well, I just wanna close with some <laughs> encouragement from scripture um, that I find very encouraging for this topic. Romans 12:2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed By the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of god is that which is good and acceptable and perfect i think on this path of us knowing god's word whether it's listening to a sermon whether it's through our personal devotions whether it's um, having access to sources and resources that equip us it is ultimately to know and prove and to reveal, like, the will of God, and his will for us as believers, His children, it's good, acceptable, and it's perfect, and there is benefit to those who foundation is on God's word, mm. because we know that God's word stands forever across time, across circumstances, across confusion, and so I think just want to encourage us all as we are in our own individual paths now um, for us as parents or mothers we're still have authority to help guide our children and equip them so that they will be equipped to handle the word of truth when they are adults and so yeah I think this concludes our discussion thank you for participating in our first episode (laughs) thank you on what foundation is your worldview grounded on my prayer is that the living word of god will be the governing authority for your life that it will transform your mind that you may be complete equipped for every good work join us next time on the walnut women podcast and thanks for listening